Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with the kingmaker, Carlo Cencarini. He is a world-class business and performance coach. With 15 years experience coaching individuals and teams from all over the world, his work focuses on two main topics, making more money and creating the king version of yourself. From living in mental and emotional scarcity on $3.62 per hour to leading a multiple six-figure coaching business, Carlo had to walk the talk of getting the absolute best out of himself, and now he is passing on the Kingmaker method to people all over the globe. He lives on the Sunshine Coast in Australia with his wife Stacy and their kids, Scarlett and Max. He's got a great story. Enjoy. Man, it's great to hook up with you, Carlo. Thank you for taking a minute out. I appreciate it. And I want to begin our conversation with surviving the last three and a half years, getting through a pandemic. How did you get through that and how did it change you? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I had a complete uh, life change for us because I was in uh, I was in business uh, doing coaching in a completely different way to what I'm doing now. Right. So I my journey is a quick 30 seconds was I, I started in business when I was 18 and I was running a, um, a, a kids sport and mindset program. And um, and through COVID, obviously, everything changes because we couldn't have in, in person sessions. So we um, we we reshifted our models and now it's gone to a completely different level, uh, working with athletes all over the world, sport teams all over the world and, um, you know, high performing business owners again from from all over the world. So it's um, it's really it's really cool, but change in a massive way. So let's get to the essence of exactly what you do for a living. I'm going to put you in front of a bunch of third grade kids. It's career day. Yeah. And one of the kids yeah. curiously asks you, what do you do for a living? How do you answer them? Yeah, I basically work with people to help them become their best self and the best version of themselves so that as they become everything that they can be, they can be happier, achieve more of what they want to do and and, and do more of what they love. So with people in business we we help them to things whereas people in sport it's about helping them to ultimately play better and the idea that everyone is an athlete in in the game of life whether it, they're an athlete in a game of business or in a game of football hockey golf whatever it might be it's about helping them to become the absolute best version of themselves what did you want to be in the third grade what was your dream to grow up and become i wanted to be a soccer player uh, obviously, growing up in the northern part of Italy, it's been, it was it was religion is everything that I wanted to be. And unfortunately, well, or fortunately, who knows what's good and bad. Uh, the the talent, the sporting talent, I never had, but the talent that I have had and, and developed has been to you know to really help people for the person behind both the business owner and the, and the athlete. But definitely. Um, Definitely wanted to be a, a soccer player for the team in, uh, of my city, which I still follow, of course. So talk to me a little bit about your journey. You're from Italy originally. How did these seeds get into you to want to help people to get to that next mm -hmm. level? I mean, it's not just a regular job. You're you're putting a lot out to help people. How did those right. seeds turn into you today? Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a beautiful question. Uh, for me, the journey, uh, I'll give you a bit of a background on onto this, and, and I think it will answer the question. When I was 18, I we traveled back home uh, to Italy, to, to our hometown, for the first time in about five years. And those five years were huge. I mean, as a migrant family, so much changes, there's so much that goes on. And, and I was 18, 
end of high school in Australia. And it was all about, I mean, you know, finish high school, you're supposed to know what you're going to do for the rest of your life, right? Um, and I had no idea. So we traveled back for the first time and I'm standing at, at the fence watching kids train at the soccer club that I grew up at. And as I'm watching, it's almost like a light bulb moment go, goes off in my head and I realize it comes to me what I'm meant to be doing, what my purpose is, is to be become the best version of myself and to help people become the best version of themselves. And the reason for that, Joe, is that when I grew up, I, I know what it's like to be the overweight, low self-esteem kid, not physically talented at sport, but that loves it. And so what I wanted to do was to create an environment where I could use sport as a, as a platform to do the deeper internal work um, in, a, in a child's mindset, uh, their identity, their confidence. And as time evolved, I was able to, I mean, I've worked with, you know, humans as little as two years old to, you know, retired CEOs. So I've, I've really seen the whole span. And it's ultimately about that, about helping them become that, greatest version of who they are not to, to be something that they're not but to be everything that they can be so i've taken sport and used that as a platform and now we've taken obviously coaching method in a different way to to do the same thing and it's gone this beautiful evolution and unfoldment of going from the youngest to the eldest to from you know little little kids to you know, really high-performing hotshot CEOs and vice presidents of billion-dollar companies, and and it's stayed the the mission has stayed the same, the purpose has stayed the same. We just shifted the way that we do that. So you're a coach, you're an inspiration for people. Who has that been for you? Who's been a hero for you in your life? There's been there's uh, so many different mentors in different ways, from really successful people to not successful people. An inspiration. I mean, I can name you a few. An inspiration for me still remains that that little kid in the northern part of Italy that lacked confidence, lacked certainty, that lacked that um, strong uh, role model in his life. Right. To then some of the mentors now who are really successful people that have walked the talk and they continuously walk their talk and actually become an inspiration, not just by. Uh, the material results which are important but more of how they walk their their talk and how they live their life um you know i love i love patrick Beth david i've loved some of the six most successful coaches luckily some some people that are still alive that i'm able to know personally they become you know real inspiration simply by how they live their life and how they show up if you can meet anybody alive right now on the planet and spend some time with them. Who would you love to meet and talk to? Yeah. Um, I love, I'm a, I'm a huge Patrick, but David fan, as I mentioned before, uh, there are some, some great mentors of mine in, uh, Bradley in, um, you know, even Wes Watson, uh, there's other people like Andy Elliott. I love kind of what they're about and how they live their life. I love to meet some of, um, Obviously, sport influences a lot of what I do. So there's some coaches in in Pep Guardiola who I love to pick his brain and understand how he works. Um, some some athletes 
like your, your LeBron James or Tiger Woods and understanding not you know fair, from a fanboy point of view but really understanding hey what is it what is it really required of you to show up consistently for for all these years you know how, how did you get yourself to 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 this level to really understand that so that's probably how I would answer that question what's been the best advice you've ever gotten since you dispense good advice what's been the best advice you've you've gotten some of the best advice has been that the work instills the worth as so many people and especially in the online space um and worth has been something that I've I've really struggled with I'm very open about the problems that that are and struggles that I've had um is that to really feel worthy of where you want to go and the and the results and the physical goals that you want to get it's it really comes from the work that we put in every single day that we you know talking is good but we've got to back it up with something and it's really to put the you know that little voice that we all have in our head to to rest and quiet and and to, to achieve that sort of peace of mind is to put in the work and to the standards that we know we're capable of and once we do that work and we're at we're at peace with ourselves then doesn't matter what happens doesn't matter what anyone else says doesn't matter what the economy does because we're doing the work and if we are right and if we're, if we're at peace with our own, our own self not only can we push so much harder but we can we can go to a completely different level and and hold that confidence that really comes from us our, ourselves seeing ourselves do what we say that we're going to do so as someone that clearly loves soccer if you could go back in time and see one game where are you going what do you want to say if i could go back and watch one game all over again it would be it would be 2002 it would be at old trafford in in manchester england it would be i'd want to i want to be there for the second half and i want to and i want to Taking the moment that that David Beckham scores in the 89th minute to send England to to the World Cup, it's it's been made re-famous by obviously the David Beckham documentary on Netflix. But that moment was a moment that I uh, I mean I was 10, 11 at the time, so I was very young. But I remember what it did to me, and I remember taking the ball out and and going to take free kicks, trying to um, imitate David Beckham's free kick. Um, and his style and his swagger and his confidence. And it was, um, yeah, I, I would want to go back to that moment. So every day you wake up, you have motivation to be who you are, be the best version of you, and then to help others. What is that daily motivation for you? What gets you out of bed and motivates you to be you? There's, a, there's, a, there's a, something that I always say around motivation, and it's that when motivation runs out, vision and purpose take over and not every day i'm motivated to to get up to go and do my morning rituals to go to the gym i'm currently doing a, a 365 day challenge where i do uh 143 burpees every single day i hate the thing i'm not motivated to do it but what drives me is is the vision of where we're going excuse me where we're going with our with our company and the purpose behind everything that we do and that purpose is really to to impact more people to continuously create the person that i admire 
there within me because once I'm able to do that, I'm able to show up with a completely different energy to impact the people that I come in contact with every day. So the, the motivation, I suppose, it's to, to on this everyday battle to continuously become a better version of who I am because once I do that, then I'm able to impact the people around me. So what keeps me going goes back to that little kid in the northern part of Italy, it goes back to the to the business owner in, you know, when I first ran that business I was telling you about, I struggled for 10 years financially because I was passionate about what I did, but I didn't really master my mindset and the mindset around money. So I go to work every day to help one more person make the shift from being great at what they do and not getting paid to being great at what they do and having that financial return. And the athlete, for the athlete to to not only be great at what they did, at what they do, because that's not enough. It's being great at what they do, but becoming a a constant performer, the the higher version of themselves. So that's uh, that's what drives me every day, and it's not always easy, uh, especially when it's dark and cold and snowing and not comfortable. But that's the journey. That's the that's the that's the mission that we're on. What's been one of your favorite success stories that you've been involved with? Well, there's a lot and there's many of them. Um, one of them is I work with with a real high performer uh, that believed that he could only perform when he had a certain substance in him. That was that was the identity. That was he put all his belief into this this substance, and he, he was addicted to it. And his self worth and self confidence and his certainty was dependent upon this thing. And in a very short period of, t- of time, we were able to to break that belief and that identity and that addiction to to this thing, and actually bring this. Let's say if we want to say in this way, help him become addicted to himself again, right? In the best possible way to actually believe in yourself that, hey, I can perform, I am enough that I can perform and I can be everything that I need to be in the moment that it counts without anything else outside of me, that I that I have everything that I already need. I am enough to succeed. And that that's one of the coolest things. There's been some... You know, people that have struggled financially for a very long time that have been able, that been able to transform that with the same principles. And to me, those those are the ones, and there's a number of the same kind of story that runs through what we do. It just gets me really fired up, really excited and grateful to have been able to be a, just a small part into that transformation. So of all of the things that you've done from the kid in Italy to now, what are you the proudest of? I'm the proudest that there's been a lot of times when I lost everything that I never gave up, that I kept that I kept working on the person within everything, right? Because the, the material stuff and the physical stuff can go, can come and go really quickly, but the person stays and I'm so proud of the fact that I never gave up. I've been my number one fan. I've been the the person that has believed in me more than anything else. And that's not always easy. But that's the stuff that at the end of the day, all of all of the physical stuff is great. But what feels sweetest is is the person that that I've been able to become as part of the whole journey. Yeah. That's the best. 
So let's go back to let's let's say you have a dream tonight. You run into like the senior and high school version of you, an 18 year old, and you can give that version of you a piece of advice based on the life you've led, the wisdom you've gained. What advice would you give your younger self? I would say. I would say to. To enjoy the work that although some things might take time, you can really enjoy and you can achieve incredible results, even though you haven't fully made it and to enjoy the actual work, to fall in love with the work, not with the result, but with the work to really enjoy it, to, to, to be enthusiastic about it every single day, that the biggest, the biggest victories in life are on the other side of the biggest challenge of that thing that you don't want to do. I would say to, to view fears, um, as a, as the light in the path, not the flame that says run away to actually go into it and to, and to call the bluff of the fears. Yeah. And to, and to continuously, you know, to, to be, to work on your discipline, to work on your consistency, to do the stuff that is uncomfortable, to learn handful of skills that are going to make all the difference. So at the end of the day, everyone, Carla, has a perception of you, family, friends, clients, colleagues, but you're the one in control. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are? Perception of me, who I know I am, is I'm the guy that always finds a way. I'm the guy that I will crawl and I will go down on all fours just to hold on through the storm instead of forcing things. Because I know that when the storm ends and things are, are well again, I'm going to be so much further ahead than someone that makes rash decisions or that makes decisions based upon circumstances. So I am... I am the king of, of what I do and what I am. And although I might not necessarily be, the simple belief that I am eventually is going to lead to me actually being. Yeah. But unless I believe at first, I will never be. And so it's going to, from the outside, it's going to sound arrogant, but it's a, it's a future truth that I am what I think I am. I am what I say I am and what I think I become. And so... I am, I'm everything and nothing. I am, you know, I'm up and I'm down, but I am what I am. I dig it. So if anyone, Carla, wants to reach out to you, hire you, learn more about you, where's the best place to go? Yeah, for sure. Instagram is the best place at the Kingmaker Coaching. And the one thing that I always say to people is don't, don't listen to me. Don't trust anything I say. Watch what I do. And if who I am as a person, if my style, my energy, my intense, my non-bullshit accepting way is something that you feel like you need in your life, like I need in my life, to have someone that plays to your greatest self and doesn't accept the BS that you sell yourself, then maybe then I'll be the someone that can help you become everything you can be. And at that stage, let's talk. I, I believe you, man. Carlo, thank you, sir. I appreciate your story. I appreciate your time. Keep doing the good work. 
Thank you, Joe. I appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in to another famous interview with Joe Domino, where we cover the world of art, literature, business, spirituality, music, and more from around the globe. Our esteemed theme music was composed and produced by the great E.E. E. Pointer of Kansas City's River Cow Orchestra. If you want to hear more interviews, visit the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino channel on YouTube. You can also find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for listening, and until next time. Thank you.